Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Shane, catch everyone up on your world. Well, I spent almost every free moment I had last week watching Fargo on Hulu. Uh, those first two seasons are right up there with Breaking Bad and Ozark. That's it for me, though. Blissfully dull. What about you? I take it you probably noticed that it's Christmas here in my household. Yes. Uh, I usually have a strict rule of you do not decorate for Christmas until the day after Thanksgiving. It's honestly a tradition of mine. But... But... Since 2020 is a complete dumpster fire of a shit show, and I got some not ideal news this week regarding one of the job positions I was a frontrunner for. I still am. They're just postponing their decision. Thanks, COVID. Um, I decided, fuck it. I'm going to decorate for Christmas because Christmas makes me happy. And why would I actively choose to not do something that makes me happy? It's important this year to focus on what makes you happy. Yeah. Very important. On, a, on another lighter note, um, I'm almost done with the cabinets. <laughs> Handles are coming in today. I went to piss after I got here and I'm washing my hands thinking, okay, I got to check for the cabinets because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to forget and seem like an asshole. Drawers are done. All the doors are painted. Hinges and handles are coming in today and that's what I'm going to spend the remainder of my day doing. So they're going up today. All right. Yay. Well, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Enough about us. Let's roll this intro. Mm-mm. I mean, are you ready? N- I'm never ready, Shane. <laughs> but I don't have shenanigans today. I just wanted to say thank you for being my co-host. Aww. I really do appreciate it. I still love doing the show with you. That may not be clear sometimes. I think our <laughs> joking and teasing doesn't seem it doesn't, or make it seem that way. But We have a very uh, interesting relationship. Yes. It's not love-hate. It seems that way, but it's just love. That's There's all, all love here. Well, I'm thankful for you. And I'm thank- Thanksgiving or, what is it, National um, Indigenous Peoples Day? Is it? Uh, they changed the name of it, but I, I'm late to the party and I'm still going to say Thanksgiving. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry about your life at this point. I'm trying. but You're, you're probably more woke than I am yeah. at all times. So, <laughs> uh, But I'm thankful for you and I would not have picked anybody else to do this show with so cool well you don't have to stroke my ego i was just trying to oh, give me. you a little bit of i'd never you know, want to give positive you reasons reinforcement to stroke your there ego. <laughs> uh yeah thanks for doing the new logo i think it looks great and only other thing i wanted to say here is thanks to all of our guests that have come on mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who's been listening and has written us or given us any type of feedback it's been a ride and one of the best parts of this year and i hope that you're enjoying this being part of your year as well if you're out there listening that's all i've got so now you can roll the intro So, speaking of things that you're not ready for, you what, what's our list this week? Our list is top 10 comedy songs. And what did you originally want it to be? Top 10 songs you troll people with, and I fully anticipate that list is coming at some point. You had to walk that back? 
I did because I don't think listeners were ready for the sheer fuckery that we would have thrown at them. So I decided that we'd keep it a little light with the comedy songs and more nonsense would definitely come later. Yeah. So this was so broad. This topic was so broad that I had to make a backup playlist full of different sorts of list topics just under the comedy genre, Mm -hmm. just to narrow it down to the 10 that I wanted to use for now. Oh, you look at you overachieving. Imagine. (laughs) So do you want to go ahead and start us on your top 10 comedy songs? Sure. My first for my top 10 comedy songs is Tribute by Tenacious D. Although Double Team was right up there in competition. Uh, Tribute did better. It sounds better. And I just really enjoy that song. And still to this day, I could be driving down the highway and be blasting Tribute in the window, through the windows. So Tribute by Tenacious D is my first pick. Yeah. I considered some Tenacious D, but I rock your socks and the metal. They're both too, I take them too seriously. And then the rest are skits that I like apart from a fucker gently. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. And I was listening to Tenacious D just to narrow down which one I actually wanted to pick. Kickapoo was also up there. Kickapoo. All Kick-a-poo. right. Kickapoo. Uh, but I heard fucker gently and I'm like, this is some Shane shit. It was a little too overutilized. In in the time when it was popular. So I hope you're ready. Here we go. All right, here we go. My first pick is Found a Peanut by Macabre Minstrels. I once went on a road trip with my wife, my Aunt Jennifer, and her two kids, Jackson and Jaden. We all stayed together in a two-bedroom hotel. And what I forgot to account for is the fact that these are the trolliest kids of all time. Not long after falling asleep, I awoke to this song. Before I could open my eyes, I hear the little shits giggling. Uh, Sure enough... They've got this one playing through a phone, held up right next to my face, and they're watching me in excited anticipation. Have you heard this song? I have by not. By the way. I have not. I'm sure you've probably heard some elders sing it. Maybe even your dad. Found a peanut, found a peanut, found a peanut just now. No. 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 Anyway, I just stared at them until they took the phone away from my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, they skittered away, mouthing something about knowing I'd like that song and still giggling. And how their mother lives with their antics, I'll never know. But that's my number one pick. Well, apparently they were right because it made your top ten list. So good on you guys. Can't hear, can't hear it and not laugh. Trolly ass kids. My next in my top ten comedy songs on my list is The Loophole by Garfunkel and Oates. You showed this song to me. I did? Yeah. I didn't. Know that, and this is done by Art Garfunkel and what is it? What's Oates' first name? Anyway, it's done. John. John mm-hmm. Oates. It's done by the daughters of Garfunkel and Oates. They got together. Right. Daryl Hall and John Oates. I think you're right. Okay. They got together and created like a comedy band. You might also know Oates' daughter from Scrubs. She played Ted's love interest, the ukulele player. player. Anyway, this song is a song about premarital sex and not wanting to piss off your almighty God. So you found you find other ways to satisfy your partner. The loophole. The loophole. Using that exit only. Yes. It's this memory just, serves, right? Yes. It's not it's not blowjobs or anything. It's the yes. it's the ass fucking. Yes, it is. Today might be a little explicit. <laughs> Fair warning. Yeah, just warning you guys. Um this is not a song that you would typically find someone walking around the house and singing. But in my household, you do because it's just one that sticks with you. And some of the stuff that they say is so clever, you can't not appreciate it in some way. Now, if you have personal experience with this, sorry, didn't mean to trigger you. (laughs) But 
Again, sorry about your life. What's your next pick? I never experienced that, by the way. Oh, okay. I always wondered if that was a real thing that happens. Oh, it's a real thing. Virgins that do anal just so they're still technical virgins, vaginal virgins. All I will say is I've heard some people in the past growing up. See, I feel like I missed out. Maybe I should have been on the religion train for this reason. I don't think you missed anything. Trust me. (sighs) Second pick for me is I Got Stoned and I Missed It by Dr. Hook. I resisted Dr. Hook for a long time because my father used to joke that this story explains how I was conceived, the story of the song. Uh, And no thank you on that front. Mm. I don't want to listen to my dad talk about me existing because he was super stoned, wishing he could appreciate the experience, but not being there. Nice. Yeah. Even in... (laughs) I was going to say something fucked up. Anyway, yeah. continue. It wasn't until I had my own experience in this realm that I be- that I got beyond the hang-up and discovered what is now one of my favorite music groups. It was after my first engagement went to shit. I was working the kitchen and bar at the bowling alley, and among the regulars was a pair of twins, always with just the one other friend in tow. Short of it is that they all wound up partying with us outside of work for a while, apparently because one of the twins was sweet on me. Twins, Basil. Twins. Twins. What's the scary movie? Twins. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, my God. That shit killed me. Okay. I had to replay it, replay it, and replay it when I first saw it. Anyway, uh, this girl was like four years older than me going through a divorce. I never made any moves because she always seemed so sad about the state of her life. But eventually, she just got me really high and had her way with me, answering the long-standing question of, can a man get hard while also being so stoned he feels the earth spinning? Answer is yes. Yeah, I got that. What's next? My next song is Fett's Vet by MC Chris. Pizza Butt was also a front runner, but I figured somebody might put it on their list, so I went with my MC Chris song that gets played the most at my house. Uh, This is the song that played in Zack and Miriam Make a Porno when they're um, doing their, I guess, costume montage. That's where I first heard it. Um, It's it's a love song to Boba Fett. That's all it is. It's a rap song dedicated to Boba Fett and, and how badass he is. And if you're a Star Wars lover and you get all the little references, you will appreciate this song because it is complete fuckery with Star Wars thrown on top. So what's not to like? It's his shtick too. So if you like that sort of thing, you might have something for Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. uh, Adam's family. There's all kinds of shit out there with MC Chris's discography. And it's great. Yeah. What's your next pick? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. My next pick is Too Drunk to Fuck by Dead Kennedys. This song's just funny to me. Not even sure it's meant to be, but whatever. Want a story? Of course you do. I want a story. (laughs) Always. In my single days, when I was living with codes, I used to get really smashed to avoid sex. I didn't want to be known as the guy who'd sleep with anyone and everyone. I know that sounds counterintuitive to to what you're thinking, but trust me, it could have been a lot worse. (laughs) Trust me. Anyway, I got super drunk to avoid ending the night with a friend's crush. Case in point. Mm, You don't want to be a shitty friend. Yeah. It's easier to, to be drunk and say... I'm drunk, you know, like as a reason not to make someone feel like they're not wanted when they're coming on to you Mm -hmm. or to not be like, hey, my friend's actually in love with you. So maybe don't fuck me. Yeah. Right. So that may sound extreme, but she was trying to take that DTF train to Bangkok, whether I was about it or not. Everybody left. I was passing out and my phone rang. It was two friends of mine who'd been casually threatening me with a good time for months. So in spite of being three sheets... I invited them over, then basically watched them screw each other. While it was all I could do to avoid throwing up the alcohol I'd downed, 
It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. They were beyond cool about it, though. Nice. Yeah. So you didn't get fucked, but you got to watch other people fuck. Yeah. Two female friends of mine. Um, Yeah. Really sucks to look back on potential threesome experience and know that you were trying to be a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) This sounds so fucked up. Life was fucked up. What can I say? Life is a single guy. You don't know what you're in for. I hate to break it to you. Life is still fucked up sometimes. Moving on to my pick Mm -hmm. is I'm Bo Yo by Bo Burnham. I'm Bo Yo. I need to be more familiar with his work. Well, I didn't know about Bo Burnham until Blue told me about him. And he he loves his stuff. But the one thing that Blue usually always says is, you know how short this guy is? <laughs> Every time I listen to him. I can't believe how short he actually is. But anyway, it's just him talking about himself and just creatively using a piano and rapping at the same time. Like he... His whole uh, instrumental is him playing a piano. Also, you will know Bo Bo Burnham from Parks and Rec. He also did stuff on Comedy Central for a while. So uh, check him out. Check that song out. Got some good stand-ups from what I'm told. Yeah. Does a lot of incorporation of Mm -hmm. songs. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not only comedically talented, but musically talented. And he definitely finds a way to blend the two together. Well, what's your next pick? Next for me is a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. By Bloodhound Gang. Do uh, you know this song? I don't. You should know this song. <laughs> it's, okay. It's a winner. Speaking of strippers, the first time I visited the clubhouse in Dallas, a strip club once owned and operated by Pantera's Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl, things did not get off on the right foot. I was with our cousin Toby. Neither of us had ever been. We were supposed to be meeting up with my wife's brothers, and all we knew was that they were on the second floor. I was hassled on the way in by a bouncer, insistent all the buttons on my shirt needed fastened. So I'm ruffled. We walk into this mess of flashing lights and noise, and I walk straight toward the first set of stairs I see. Just as I started thinking, it was funny that there was a closed door at the top of the stairs. The thing opened and a bunch of strippers came walking out of their dressing room. (laughs) So yes, I almost walked into the dressing room in Pantera's strip club. Turned around to find my brothers laughing their asses off at me. Luckily, according to our waitress... That sort of thing happens all the time. I bet it does. So I was not harmed that night. Nice. Had you made it to the top of the stairs, that probably would have been a different story. Yeah. But you didn't make it all the I way. I didn't make it all the way there. <laughs> I lucked out. My last pick for this first half is The Clap by Infant Sorrow. For those of you that don't know, uh, this is the band from Get Him to the Greek. This stars, what's his name? Katy Perry's ex-husband? Yes. Russell Brand. Yeah. This is Russell Brand's band in the movie. And in my opinion, they need to be an actual band because I loved a lot of their bangers, beans, and mash, furry walls, uh, African child. Like there's a lot of uh, strange there, but the clap was by far my favorite. And it's about what you think. Gross. It's just the way it sounds. You would, if you listen to the lyrics, that's the only way you would know that this is like a comedy song because the beat and everything sounds like a regular song you would hear on the radio. And that's part of the reason why I love a lot of their stuff. And it's got like double entendres. So anyway, I just, I always thought when this movie came out, I'm like, yeah, I would totally buy a CD of their- Of that stuff. Yeah, of their stuff. So The Clap by Infant Sorrow. And yes, they are available on Spotify. And now a moment of silence for Katy Perry. God damn, that's a beautiful woman. 
<laughs> Last pick for me in the first half here is Eager Beaver by Alligator Dave. Mm. Certain listeners may be upset that I didn't go with Dave's song, My Dick, instead of Eager Beaver. But this was my introduction, and I appreciate that it's slightly more subtle than the My Dick track. Funny though that one is. Admittedly, life experience has left me finding this one slightly less funny. Story goes. I had my pants off and was handling some business with a lady friend who decided she needed to grind on me like a bear would do a tree. Okay. She had her panties on still. Okay. And what I failed to realize was she had a rhinestone A on the front of her panties. Cut me all to hell. <laughs> you, uh, you gave that away and immediately I'm cycling through all the women that I know that you've been with. And I'm like, which one is it? It's an A. It's an A. Anyway, this story gets worse somehow but I'm going to spare you the details for now. Thanks. I think you're really sparing the listeners' details. You had a look on your face like you've never heard this story, so... I haven't. I haven't heard this story, but uh, I, I, I am curious to know where it goes. I think sometimes that we drink too much when we all get together. Yes. Because I, I've told these stories plenty of times. Well, and in maybe, my, maybe you block them out. Maybe in, that's what it is. In my defense, I am also drinking and um, I talk a lot too. I mean, I'm sure we know that I share a lot of personal information about my my sexual past that probably might not have been shared, but we're here. There's nothing I can do about it. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, open books. I know. That, I, that's I, one thing that I will always be appreciative about the people that I let in my life, because if you are really, if you're close to me and you matter to me, you pretty much know everything about me. Yeah. There's no, I'm, I'm an open book and there's not really any secrets there. So I'm a, I'm a woman of little mystery. This is true. Yeah. But sometimes you'll wish you had some more mystery because uh, some of the things she shares are end right up, on up there. A po- with... End up on a podcast and out in the masses of the world. So yeah, it'll it'll get worse. I think at some point we'll. I'm sure it will. You'll get a little more um, willing to spill the beans. That very very true. Maybe. Very, maybe. Maybe. People got to work in this world. Until <laughs> <laughs> the podcast starts to uh, pay for for me to live. There's got to be a little bit of reservation. There There you go. That's what it is. She'll start sharing all of her sex stories when people start donating to the show. (laughs) I sound not only cheap, but um, like a little bit of a sellout at the same time. So give me money. I'll talk about sex anyway. (laughs) Moving on to our five albums that we covered by five different artists. What's the first one we covered? Dungeon Family. Even in Darkness from 2001, this was my second to last. This was my top pick. All right. I have more to say, but let's uh, let's get through this. I gave it one five. I gave it nine fives. My top track was Rollin'. My top track was Rollin'. And my bottom track was On and On and On. Mine was Presenting Dungeon Family. Oh, the intro? The like- yeah. There's another one there that uh, I also gave a two to as well. It's the 13th track. What is rap? I think is what okay. it is. Roland was good. Yeah. But I think I liked it so much. I went and looked at who was featured on each song. And for those of you that don't know, Dungeon Family is, I, I won't be able to remember all the members, but some of the standouts are Big Boy and Andre 2000 from Outcast. So Outcast. Outcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of Goody Mob. All of Goody Mob. I keep wanting to say Norris Barkley, but it's um, CeeLo Green. From Goody Mob. 
Was he with Goody Mob when he was with him? Yeah. Okay. I, that just asked the dumbest question. What do you, was it's he with a, Goody Mob okay. when he was with him? Was he with Goody Mob when this was done? Because he had done. Yeah. He had been with Norris Barkley. He had been with Goody Mob, and then he originally was a single artist. Yeah, which is what we know now. I think he went solo pretty much right after this. Okay. But yeah, also in the group was Killer Mike, Sleepy Brown, which is one of the three main producers that were all in this super group throughout. Uh, and they had a group called Organized Noise. I think the reason you liked it is because that's where the funk fusion yes. over the hip hop comes in more. Yes. As you know, I'm a big fan of Outkast and I even love CeeLo Green stuff. And on that particular song, that was more of their style. I was disappointed with the rest of the album because I had such high expectations for this album based off of who was in it. So that's just my personal preference. But I was, I again, I was surprised. I'll say that if you're familiar with Outkast's work and you get to the tracks where uh, they feature Goody Mob or even just members of Goody Mob, you're going to like this album. It's hip hop, mm -hmm. you know. For sure. Remains one of my favorite rap albums. One thing I wanted to mention was... When I first started seeing my wife, one of the things that played in her car on some mix she had, because she knew I liked hip hop, so she was always playing like Tech Nine, and mm. I, I don't know. She's a great host. I did not, I did not expect it of her. Uh, but one of the songs on that CD was Gnarls Barkley's Crazy. No Smiley Faces. Oh. And I remember that leading down the the road for Dungeon Family and Goody Mob, and you know. All the rest of it. With how much hip hop was played in my house, especially ties with Outkast, like we listened to a lot of Outkast. And you knew, you know, my brother at this time, my brother and my mom, mm -hmm. they were listening to so much hip hop. I have no idea how this missed. I don't know. It was on my radar. I had no idea this this even existed. But it's it still it still strikes me as a a clear contrast of the personalities in my relationship because Codes had got me into Narles Barkley by showing me just a thought. Mm -hmm. And uh, the feeling of that song versus Smiley Faces, complete 180. Yeah. But uh, when I found out she was she was big on that, I had to show her Crooked Booty and she would not lay off Crooked Booty. Okay. I it was her jam. I don't mean to deflect from the album, but can I just say, since we're on the subject of your wife, we watched It's So Cold in the D <laughs> <laughs> this past week and... Blue was watching it with me and he lost his shit when he, when I can't remember if it's Beavis or Butthead says, is this the real housewives of Detroit? <laughs> he thought it was the funniest thing. Um, and then uh, Beavis doing his little butt shake and his red shorts. Yeah, that got us. So. I'm glad to hear that you watched the Beavis and Butthead clip, not yes. just the, the music video for that. Yes. So it was, it was very, very funny. Surprisingly funny. When, when she said, it's a good song, I didn't know if she was trolling mm -hmm. or if she just remembers it as being a good song yeah. because it made her laugh. I'm sure uh, oh, it's both. Knowing your <laughs> wife, it's both. So thanks, Megger. I appreciated it. And you got a good chuckle out of both Blue and I. So. Yes. And now we're walking around the house singing, it's so cold in the deep. Anyway. Fucking Beavis and Butthead. Yep. The first thing out of Blue's mouth was, God, Beavis and Butthead are so funny. Yes. <laughs> so. That's one of the things that didn't get mentioned on Joseph's episode. I wanted to talk about it, but I was trying to scale back some of the stuff that I had. But we used to sit around and watch VHS tapes of Beavis and Butthead. I remember Beavis and Butthead being played a lot 
in the back room at the first trailer. Yeah. A lot. And then I think that's when the Beavis and Butthead do America. What is it? Mm-hmm. Beavis Ca- and Butthead do America. It came out while y'all were still living there, which seems like so long ago. And we were all like sitting around watching it. And I remember like looking at everybody because I didn't grow up with Beavis and Butthead in my house. Really? I didn't. Wow. We would watch Ren and Stumpy. Like we would watch stuff like that. But my dad and especially my mom, you know, my mom wouldn't watch Beavis and Butthead. So I my I got my Beavis and Butthead kick when I was visiting you guys and my parents made the mistake of letting me stay weeks at a time. So I remember being at a friend's house and fat kids catch jokes, right? Yeah. You eat totally. everything. And, yeah. and that's not that's not really what happens. I think I've been there. I was fat because uh I didn't know what sugar did, and we just drank sweet tea all day, every day. But I'm over at a friend's house, and the pizza gets delivered, and they turn on the TV to sit down to eat yeah. dinner, and they turned on Ren and Stimpy, and I just I couldn't eat. <laughs> like, I just refused, because that show used to gross me out so much. Ah, uh, yeah. It was it was a gross show. I liked watching it. I think that could have been you just diet material eat right there. <laughs> How did you lose your weight? Oh, I just watched Ren and Stimpy all day, every day. It was it was good. Anyway, we got a little off topic. It's my fault. Just a little. Let's move on to our next artist and album. This is Greta Van Fleet. The album is From the Fires from 2017. This was my runner-up. This was my runner-up as well. I gave it two fives. Eight fives. We've established you're, you're better about giving fives than me. Yep. But there's only... Oh, wait. There's eight tracks on the album. I forgot. That's a perfect rating, y'all. Yes, it is. End of season two. Perfect rating. I was not expecting that either. <clears throat> so It's a good album. It's got good album art, too. Every song I had listened to from that album I really liked. I just wasn't expecting it to hold that, that level of quality throughout. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be more like an actual Led Zeppelin CD. Because every time I've sat down to mm-hmm. listen to one of those, I mm-hmm. uh, haven't had a solid experience throughout. Mm-hmm. Anyway, rambling. We'll get to it. What my top track was Highway Tune. It was close, but I went with Edge of Darkness. Mm. And my bottom track was Meat on the Ledge. Flower Power. I still really like it. Just took a little getting into. I think Meat on the Ledge was just repetitive for me. Same it, with On and On and On. Yes. Dungeon yes. Um, it was. By the way, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the previous album. On and On and On. Is not the one I'm thinking of now that I'm here. It's Emergency. Emergency is one of three songs that pisses me off whenever we're playing music guessing, music game. guessing game because I it's got the ambulance yeah at the oh, start and it's either so like can, Fireman by Lil Wayne yes, or, or Ring the, the Alarm by Beyonce or the Disturbed track uh, Indestructible I think is what it is. Yeah, if you guys uh, want to get thoroughly pissed off about guessing songs, just put those four songs on shuffle and just see which one you think it is all start the same and it's just a it's a luck thing Mm -hmm. it's like rolling dice as to who's gonna get that first and usually if we're playing and you'll guess one and the and whoever's running the game is like nope that's not it i'll cycle through my rolodex of uh fire alarm noises or (laughs) like what's next anyway getting back to greta a lot of people only categorize them as a Led Zeppelin cover band because the lead singer sounds a lot like what's his name? My mom would be disappointed because she was a, she's a Zeppelin fan. It's right there. I'm just not on that deep level of thought today. Uh, if you know, please comment is, on this episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of guitarist versus lead singer because the the guitar is also almost identical to Led Zeppelin's sound. So um, wasn't 
John Bonham and Zeppelin? Is he the drummer or the guitarist? He died. I've never been big into Zeppelin, so yeah, we've. I do like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I don't dislike them, but a lot of people make you pick and choose between oh Zeppelin or Floyd. It's Floyd, baby. Apples and oranges. But, I mean, it's the same thing with like Beatles and Beach Boys. I think we determined that Beatles are why that comparison even exists. Yeah. Because the only band that I've ever seen walk that middle line between Floyd and Zeppelin is Mm -hmm. Beatles there towards the end of what we covered. Yeah. But yeah, Floyd. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) I know how you feel. This is a, I would say it's Zeppelin without all the artistic fart sniffing. Nice. That's a bad thing. It's just the songs aren't nearly as long. This is more accessible. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Artistic parts. It it may not appeal to those seeking a a bit more technical depth Mm -hmm. in the musicianship. This is still really good. Yeah, it's good. This is a good album. They have another one out, correct? Yeah. It's good. We like it. I love our our opinions. Like, it is good. We enjoyed it. This is more my speed. Uh, Kind of like Tool versus Chevelle. Mm -hmm. I do... Really enjoy a lot of Tool, Mm -hmm. but I want that compact, get right to it sort of thing most of the time. And I will also say that the brazen similarity of guitar and vocals between Zeppelin and Greta Van Fleet, Mm -hmm. it doesn't detract from the music for me. It's not one of those things you hear and think, well, this is just a ripoff of Zeppelin. That doesn't go through my head anyway. That's what I originally thought, but listening to this album in its entirety, it, it changed my mind because there's so much more individuality there yeah then most people do not recognize if you hear highway tune that's a good example because he uses a lot of his vocal range in that song phenomenal but there's a lot more creative individuality that takes place throughout the entire album yeah so you'll get a better understanding of what they have to offer just listening to it in its entirety. Don't take one song and make your judgment based on that. They are definitely their own thing. Yeah. Making their own music. Uh, This is not some sort of cover band or an attempt to rip off riffs and everything else. I think the voice just sounds alike. So they modeled Zeppelin's guitar sound after it as well. Yeah. And it's Really fucking good. It's good. Nice and gritty, but still has a high production value Mm -hmm. in a way. So anyway, moving on to our next artist and album. It's LMFAO, and the album is Sorry for Party Rockin' from 2011. This fell in the middle for me. Same. I gave it two fives. Three fives. My top track is Sorry for Party Rockin'. Take it to the hole. And my bottom track is Rock the Beat 2. Same. Okay, so... That's the intro track, right? Yes. For most of you that don't know about these two guys, um, all I know is Red Foo. But the other one, they're actually related. Red Foo, the the one with the giant afro that we all know from the early 2000s or late 2000s. He is the uncle of the other guy. So they're a nephew-uncle group. And Red Foo is still making music. By the way, if you uh, if you get a chance, listen to some of his individual stuff. One song in particular particular that I really, really like. Um, dang, I'm sorry. You're okay. I was I just over just... here thinking about uh, what it would be like to start a comedy group with one of my nephews or something. It'd be so strange. And it reminded me, I got a snap yesterday from my Aunt Jennifer of both of her boys in, I think, the garage. And one Jackson's on guitar and Jaden's on drums. And she's just... Hardcore making fun of them. 
had to tell her, you need to stop. They might make you rich someday. Yeah. Yeah, though those kids are definitely uh, musically talented, inclined. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, listen to some of Red Foo's individual stuff. A uh, new thing. Listen to new thing. New thing. New thing by Red Foo. It's got sax in it. It's just fun. Anyway. All right. I'm gonna back us up here for a second and go ahead and. If you, for some reason, have not heard LMFAO somehow, or maybe you've just heard the radio stuff and wonder what the rest mm-hmm, of it's like, mm-hmm. it sounds like the radio stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you like that, go listen to more of it. It's Black Eyed Peas meets Skrillex. I love the music, despise most of the lyrics. I have to say, like this, it still manages to be fun, but yeah. it does take a cheese factor to a level mm-hmm. that I can't get behind. Yeah. Like even that bottom track, Rock the Beat. The music is so fucking good. Yeah. I, I want to love it, but I can't love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if most of you have been under a rock. You Most of you know who LMFAO is. I mean, they started the, sh- the shuffle trend. Uh, they had uh, Sexy and I Know It, which we all remember that music video. Come on. That's another one that I uh, set to Windmill Kids. Yeah. I have to share that video because that's my personal favorite among the oh, three. Oh, out of the windmill kids? That's correct. Another, since we both are semi-friends of Rhett and Link. We are. <laughs> semi-friends, semi-fans, sorry. Semi-fans. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, you know, Codes and Austin were on last week and I'm still kind of riding the high from when they were here. Yeah. Feeling physically and mentally attacked by Austin's <laughs> videos. <laughs> Um, we're semi-fans of... He was, he was very welcoming for you. Yes. He made sure you were in the fold. Most, most of y'all did not, I mean, most of y'all, none of y'all saw this. There were a lot of winks exchanged. I know that he was, uh, he was being honest, but everything was very lighthearted. And again, I don't take anything of what he or Codes or you said to heart. We're all just people. We have our opinions. And the one thing that we all can agree on is that not to take ourselves too seriously yeah. and enjoy the conversation. Both great people. Yes. So anyway, we're going to- Me, not so much. But you. <laughs> I was I st- a straight dick. I but... still question uh, my affiliation with you on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. It's because you know I don't mean any harm. Yes. So. I'm well aware of that. And you guys, he's not holding a gun to my head or anything right now. Why were you talking about this? Rhett and Link? Okay. In the sorry- for party rocking video they're in the background they had red foo on their show okay and i guess they became friends with them and if you're fans of them they're in the background of like the dance sequence like the dance circle so yeah i noticed that and i called blue and i was like what the hell red and link are in the back of this music video so they're there hmm. not saying that they offer anything up but it's a good it's an interesting music video it's fun colorful oh and um so the guys at gmm apparently yes. support lmfao yes if that helps you get behind it i'd and add if you can party to soldier boy <laughs> you can probably get a kick out of this a lot of trolling potential catchy mm-hmm. very catchy just vapid you know who um they remind me a little of especially in that music video the sorry for party rocking he also makes an appearance Kid and play. I could see that. house party. Yeah. So uh, kid shows up at the end of the music video telling them to turn turn that shit down or whatever. So Man, you want to talk about a forgotten phenomenon yeah. in pop culture? Kid, kid and, and play. play. Yeah. Damn. Go watch House Party. Yeah. <laughs> and House Party 2. 
but I'm pretty sure House Party 1 is better. That is going to do it for our first three artists and three albums covered. Would you like to take a break? Sure. All right, let's take our break. And we're back. Hello again. Shane, would you like to give us any song recommendations or plugs or whatever you want to offer up this week? I sure as hell would. All right. I want to ask first, did you just not message me about my video on Facebook or did you not try to figure it out? I did. I did try to figure it out. But uh, I'm as much as... uh, uh, Stroke. I'm stroking over here. Uh (laughs) I'm not watching. <laughs> um, contrary to popular belief, there you go. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Milford. Uh, <laughs> and, and my education. Poor Milford. Yeah, poor Milford. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not a glutton for punishment, even though I often say that I am. Truthfully, I'm not. I tried to figure it out. I could not. Okay. Although I did enjoy your other music video of you just screaming because of banana bread. <laughs> Yeah, I posted it as a comment because I wasn't <laughs> sure that would... I didn't I want laughed. people just going through their feed and suddenly I'm screaming at them. I laughed so hard. I showed it to Louis. I said, what the fuck is wrong with my cousin? And then he laughed because it was just... It's just him screaming about him baking banana bread in the house. And yeah. I guess the way it smells. My public Facebook feed was something else this week. Well, I've been trying to do better. I'm trying to dial my calories back and I'm working out twice a day again and... You know. Yeah, I'm doing none of that. So when you texted me, it was like, okay, I'm going to go work out. Like, I'm working on the logo. And he's like, I'm going to go work out and go to work. And I'm sitting here thinking, the fuck? He's working out? What kind of life are you living in 2020? I'm over here with, like, bowls of mac and cheese and shit. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I know know how addictive exercise can be. And I'm trying to get back to where it's addictive. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you lose a bunch of weight. You just want to take it easy for a while. I hit a runner's high once. Once? Just once? Once. I used to have dreams when I was really fat as a kid. Mm -hmm. Even up until my teens before I started losing weight, I'd have dreams that I was running. Like Forrest Gump fucking running. Just running and running and running. And it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once I got down to an ideal weight, it felt so fucking good to just run. I do not like to run, but I specifically remember one time I was at the gym and I'm like, I'll, I'll run for a little bit. And I think I fought through like when it's really, really hard. And then I just felt like I was flying. Yeah. And I I still remember the way it feels. And I'm like, oh, I, I if I could just get that again. But I hate to run. I Jog, hate it. Jogging will get you about the same place. Slow jog. We're off in the woods okay. here. Anyway, no, I, I tried. Okay. But well, I was unsuccessful. Well, you didn't you didn't try as hard as I might like. I'll, I'll throw that out there. So I went hunting for the best of the best this week for maybe, our music list. Maybe tag me next time so that I know that I should take this well, shit seriously. I wanted everyone to have the possibility to get in on the fun. Mm-hmm. And if I tag you, other people might feel like I'm excluding That's them. That's true. That's true. I went hunting for the best of the best for this list, mm-hmm. resulting in my proudest trolling moment of all time. Only, I'm not sure anyone actually caught it, including you. Uh, I posted a song clip on Facebook because I genuinely couldn't figure out what other song the clip made me think of. If you asked Alexa to name the song in the clip, she'd tell you it was called D's Nuts. You, was that intentional? You asshole. This this is a song by an artist named Steez, S-T-E-E-Z. 
Steez, Deez Nuts. Of all the Deez Nuts songs I listened to this week, and I listened to a lot of them, I liked this one best. Also, I think my mother was correct in saying the melody riffs on uh, the song True Colors by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> comparable. Yeah. Nice. And while we're on that topic, which version of True Colors is your favorite? You got this look on your face like, I only really know the Cindy Lauper version, but I'm going to pretend I know That's more. Absolutely accurate. I'm I I know I've heard other versions, but none of them, none of the band names or anything comes to mind other than Cindy, Cindy Loppers. There's a uh, Phil Collins from Tarzan. I think is when he did that. He did True Colors and Tarzan. I think so. Uh maybe mm, maybe not. I don't think so. He did the soundtrack to both Brother Bear and Tarzan. Maybe Brother Bear. I don't think it was in Tarzan. Okay, get your phone and look it up. Look up True Colors on Spotify. There's also. <laughs> There's uh, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake from Trolls. Uh, but my favorite version is now who's Eva, watching it's Eva movies. Cassidy. Oh, I love Trolls. And my kid loves music cartoons. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all we can get him to watch. So that's pretty much the only movie movie I've gotten to watch with him around for almost three years now. Mm, it just says 2016 remastered by Phil Collins. It doesn't say. What's movie. the picture of? It's this. Oh, it's from singles. So maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But in your defense, he does do the music in Tarzan. In Tarzan. And I think there's a cover there. I just I don't remember what it is. He also does a version of True Colors. I've not heard the Ava Cassidy version. Very good. I have heard the Trolls version. And that one's good, too. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. So also Glee did it, too. And on that note, what's your recommendation <laughs> for the week? My recommendation for the week, since we're uh, we're talking about trolling each other, apparently without me knowing, I made it very obvious that I was trolling you. It's Whole Lot of Choppas by Soda Baby. Say to Baby, Say to Baby. There was debate in my house when you sent this song to me because I had to play it and we genuinely could not determine, does she like this song I and do. just thought we would like this song or is she trolling? Both. I... I Congratulations, this song. you're on my level. It's a good song, especially the chorus. Doesn't it feel good to send someone a song that you like, but you also know it's kind of shit? Yeah. And so they're not going to understand why you sent it to them? No, my favorite thing is when you do understand, you get it. It's like the it's it, it's the days of the looking for the magic. Like you sent that to me and I know you were trolling. But I know you enjoy the song, but it's kind of turned into a meme. See, but that's a really good song. It's a good song, but I think that other people would listen to it, especially the... (laughs) And they'd be like, nope. Sounds like Peter Griffin. You can get fucked up on... (laughs) You you can't get fucked up on Spotify. I'm sorry. You can get fucked up on Spotify. (laughs) Not what I was trying to say. You can get turned around on Spotify real quick and not understand why this song is so likable. Because looking for the magic has another version where it does not have that wobbling effect or warbling effect throughout. I like it. Yeah, I have to have that version. You give me the normal, I don't want to hear it. Between looking for the magic, I went back and listened to my nonsense playlist, obviously, this week. And I was like, okay, do I pick actual songs that were meant to be good, but identify with me as being like trolley, like Power Gloves, Fantastic Lover. Fantastic Lover. Looking for the magic. Like those songs to me, I don't think they were trying to like troll you, 
But somehow in our our brains, we've just taken them to that place. Not to say that they're bad songs, because they're good songs. Yeah, but this one you're talking about. No, it's. I don't think it was intentional. Intentionally trying to be trolly. It reminded me if if I were in your shoes from what you're talking about. It reminds me more of when I send people William Hung sort okay. of stuff. So did you or did you not enjoy it? No, I did not enjoy it. Damn. I um wanted to enjoy it and I could see how some people would enjoy it, but no, I did not. So it wasn't a uh, Blanco Brown. No, it was not. It's I, I shot my shot. It's trolly. It's trolly though. That's what I'm saying. And I like that I didn't I didn't know where you were coming from when I got it. I was coming from always, man. Just coming everywhere. All right. <laughs> Uh, do you have another recommendation or a plug? I do have a plug. All right, go ahead, hit him with your plug, and then I'm going to hit him with my serious recommendation. It's Gordon Ramsay's Ultimate Cookery Course on Prime Video. Hmm. There are a lot of good shows out there that'll teach you how to turn out better results in the kitchen, but I think this show is one of the best. It teaches you what's really important, gives you tons of recipes to try free of charge, and also lets you see Gordon Ramsay in a much more realistic light than the brutal character he's known for being in other places. From one chef to another, give it a watch. Chef Shane. I love to cook. By the way, um, never had banana bread with chocolate chips in it. Never? Never. You like it? It was good. It was gone within... Three days after you. <laughs> Three days. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was really good. And then I, I immediately wanted more as soon as we were done. I made a full batch because I had so many bananas. So I made another batch, right? Recently this week. Yeah. And needed to use the bananas because you let them go mm-hmm. pretty much spoil yeah. before you do it. But uh, I only needed to give one loaf away. And previously I gave half loaves to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I gave away a whole loaf, but that still left me with a loaf and a half. Who did you give that whole loaf to? Mm, right now to myself and my wife. <laughs> and I'm sure she's at home eating a whole damn thing right now. Megan, save me a slice. Keep it for a week. Oh, well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, just enjoy it. You and Jenny enjoy it. All right. For my serious recommendation, it's Forever in Blue Jeans by Neil Diamond. I listened to a decent amount of Neil Diamond growing up. He is one of my, was one of my grandmother's favorite, not the grandmother that we share, my mother's mother. He's also one of Barbara's favorites. Okay. So old ladies love him. Yeah. And crooners pretty much. uh, you've, You've got grandma down with crooners. Yeah. But as far as Carol goes, yeah. So I, she played a lot of him in the house, especially like the, I was going to do my Neil Diamond impression. Go for it. <laughs> far, we've been traveling so far, we come into America. All right. Now sing that part of WAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of it. The it's Gobble me, swallow me. I know, but I was going to do something else because you say I do that part over and over oh, again. Oh, so you need a new part. Yeah, I was going to do See, I'm hoping to eventually get a compilation. What we need to do is sit down in front of a mic and just have you do a bunch of impersonations. So what? Yeah. I'm still not doing the Australian accent. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway. I'll, I'll work on Neil Diamond doing WAP. That's usually, I do that impression when I'm playing the music guessing game with Blue and Neil Diamond comes on and I'm like, it's this guy. And I'll do that. And he's like, oh, it's Neil Diamond. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good impression, but that's usually what I do. Forever in Blue Jeans is so good. It's so good. And I, did, I didn't know about this song until I was older. And my dad played it for me. And I knew immediately who it was because Neil Diamond's voice is pretty recognizable. 
in a way, he also kind of reminds me of like Tom Jones, but Tom Jones's voice is pretty recognizable. They got that fucking Delilah man is in my head now. They got that same shtick, you know, like the quaffed hair and the open sequined. What Austin hates so much, they got that going for him. The and they're like made for the ladies. This is random, but Suzanne by Leonard Cohen, such a good song. <laughs> I think "Play Me" is a Neil Diamond song that I really like. Um, yeah. Listen to "Forever in Blue Jeans." It's just. It's really, really good, and I get really, really hyped when it gets to uh, like the crescendo of the song. It's a shower song. I'm an old soul sometimes. Anyway, give it a listen. And picture Rayburn in the shower. Yep. During the crescendo. During the crescendo was. Don't imagine what she's it, doing. Singing into my soap, God, uh-huh. get your mind out of the dirty, dirty gutter. Well. There's a dirty gutter in a shower. What are you going to do? That's true. But you use it to get clean. Anyway. Are we good? We're good. Let's move on to the next half. All right. All right. Moving on to the uh, next two artists and albums that we covered this week. So ready. Oh, boy. I have a lot to say. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. First artist is Presha, and the album that we covered was Don't Get It Twisted. Don't Get It Twisted. From 1998. This was my top album. This was next to last for me. Okay. I gave it two fives. I gave it one five. My top track is Make You Dance. Splacavelli. Really? And Remains. I, and I thought that you might... Wait, which version? There were two. The original. Not the one at the end of the album. I did give that one a four, though. Bottom track was intro. The Dewboy interlude. Okay, yeah. Um, I could have done without the interludes for... Did Splacavelli have an interlude, too? I think it was just Dewboy. I didn't like the Dewboy interlude. (laughs) But I was... Again, this is an artist that I did not know. I'm going to let you talk about this artist because you know this artist more than I do. All right. But I was very surprised if you are into that 90s R&B single singer type of music. Think of, and I don't want to put them in a box, but if you like like genuine and like all that older type of shit, those older, slower sounds, you're going to like this guy. But with that being said, I'm going to let Shane tell you more about him. Okay, so all I knew of this person going in was Splacavelli. This struck me as MC Hammer trying to be R. Kelly. This is going to sound really harsh and I don't mean it to be, but like bargain bin 90s R&B, it's like taking the least interesting tracks from albums of that era and compiling them. But if you know me, most of those old 90s R&B albums, even the bottom tracks, I, I tend to dig. So I did like some of this. I, I thought some of it was even good. Dewboy is an interesting example because I wound up liking the actual track. Most of it just falls flat. Again, it could be worse. Uh, I think this artist should have leaned harder into the meme type music because mm-hmm. Blackavelli is more unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to be unintentionally funny. Dewboy. Dewboy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One of those it gets well. up there. The song Shake It Down samples Boogie Shoes by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yep. Does absolutely nothing with it. Yep. <laughs> Which is it's such an odd choice. I think I even went back and listened to the original by Casey and Sunshine Band, and I'm like, this is such a better use of this 
this horn section. Yes. Because that's exactly what he, he uses it for. The reason why all of these albums, with the exception of one, were extremely close. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. All of them except for one were 3.2s. The only thing that separated the, them was the point value and the number of fives. Okay. I had to make my decision based off of that. I'm very surprised Greta Van Fleet didn't come out number one. Because if I were, if I had listened to them, didn't do any of the paperwork, Greta Van Fleet would have gotten my top album. Yeah. If I went by averages, it would have been my top. But Dungeon Family brought more pain for me. So I am a, I am a sucker for the, that early R&B sound, whether or not how gritty and unpolished it it is man well we could really have some some discovery weeks then because if you think this is good i've got some shit to show you show me that shit (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready but i mean i i think it's fair to say that you know it's it's fair it's a little harsh but it's fair to say if mc hammer tried to be r kelly this is what it would sound like a lot in a lot of the songs and it's it's more lyrical he's got a He's got a pretty good voice. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a place for this person. He just didn't have the greatest production team. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'll agree that. The music is a little one dimensional. Uh, lyrics really should have had m- more fine tuning. Recycled. Uh, you know, it happened. They spent their whole budget for this album to get that say, Casey and the Sunshine band instrumental. Pro- probably what it is. Have you, you remember uh, Singing in the Rain? where they're just told to say words because it doesn't matter, but yeah. they're actually being recorded. And yeah. and it's the, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of this album. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't think of anything interesting to say, so I just say, I love you. Which, I mean, if you were a girl who was really into him at the time, man, you, you got you know your socks knocked off with this album. But Don't tell me you love me. Be, be that do boy. Splacavelli. <laughs> And do boy, I think is what we're landing on. You need to go listen. Yeah, you're either going to love it or hate it. I mean, it's that's all it is. What was your top track? Make You Dance. Make You Dance. Okay. Wasn't bad. I could have picked Do Boy or Splacavelli because, it, again, I feel like those are trolly songs without trying to troll. Yeah. But they are. But I think that Make You Dance was him actually trying and somewhat succeeding in an actual decent song. He was a one-hit wonder, mm-hmm. and it definitely he was known show, for showed me belly. why you could tell that he was a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. He should have just leaned heavier into it. You want to move on to our last artist and album? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. Our last artist is Timmy T, and the album that we covered was Time After Time from 1990. This was my bottom album. This was my bottom album. I gave it zero fives. I gave it one five. My top track was One More Try, which is what he's known for. Same. And my bottom track was Please Don't Go. Mine was Paradise. I could see Please Don't Go. That's another uh, Casey and the Sunshine cover. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is with One I Hit Wonders covering <laughs> Casey and the Sunshine band Maybe songs? They're, they're, uh, they need to be charging hired for royalties to their instrumentals because too many people are using it. Too many One Hit Wonders. I could not even give One More Try a five. This is not something that I would actively choose to play. And I'm trying to be nice. I did not like this album. This album was dog shit. The I did not like this album. It so, He's not good. You know me. It's mm-hmm. hard to get down to a three or a two. There are no fours on this album. There is one five. Everything else, 
threes and twos, mostly twos. Um, it was just trying to think how to say it nicely. One more try was a good song. If you go to Wikipedia and you look Timmy T up, it's you know early Kiss FM yep. type days, yep. and he's got that vibe. He he's listed there as a freestyle musician, <laughs> which he, I thought was hilarious. Lyrical dog shit. He reminds me. And I'm not like triggering New Kids on the Block fans. What I will say is he reminds me of a New Kids on the Block member with no style and no talent. Check this. I wrote, a lot of the music's a great throwback to 90s era cheese, but this dude's lyricism is whack, often cornier than New Kids on the Block. So, okay, we get it. We got it. And you know I can love me some New Kids on the Block. I know. I couldn't get behind this. So I'm going to... I'm going to go a little little heavier here. Okay. That anything other than One More Try cracked the top 100, and I'm pretty sure four of the songs on this album cracked the top 100, is fucking mind-boggling. You were alive when this album came out. I was not, thank God. But I don't remember music really hitting that didn't have something redeemable. One More Try is redeemable. Barely. It, it's... Well, I mean, lyrically, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, and it sounds really good. And this is the time of like Vanilla Ice. Yes. And and, and just that's so much better. I wanted to ask, why would you ever, ever cover Please Don't Go if you have no range? The dude didn't even try. It was like. It's he's one. His vocal stylings is one note throughout every song, and it's so dead and monotone. Monotone, yeah. It's just. And I get that they're trying to do creative things, like with the melody. Yeah. They're trying to draw you in with that because I don't know why someone felt that this guy was going to make it. I mean, if you're into him, that's fine. But I'm just, he doesn't have, there's a reason why he's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. He did not bring hardly anything to the table. And his style, it does not it, it it doesn't grow. It doesn't hang with you. I think what needs to happen in the future is we all need to get our hands on an instrumental version of this album and see if we can do better. I guarantee you we can. I, I think most people could. I wrote, in spite of myself, that this is William Hung level bad. The thing about William Hung, though, is he's doing covers mm-hmm. of songs that are good and songs that have good lyrics. Mm -hmm. And there's also a comedic element to it. While a lot of the music on this CD was the 90s cheese that I like to listen to, it hits me emotionally in a spot, you know. But there's there's not much here that's redeeming. I didn't know that One Hit Wonders could actually be this bad apart from the one hit. Yeah, I thought pressure was definitely going to be like, this is this is bottom of the barrel. No, we weren't even close. Mm -hmm. No, as soon as I and I, I did him last and just the level of disappointment. I mean, I saw the album cover and I was like, oh, God, okay, this is either going to go one of two ways. This is either going to be 90s cheese that I love or it's going to be 90s cheese. That's just cheese. I was so excited because I I knew one more try. Love that song. Wow. That's literally the best that this guy has to offer. There were nine tracks, so the album could have gotten $9 worth of value. Mm -hmm. I gave it $1.75 worth of value, and one more try accounts for one of those dollars. That means of eight tracks, there was only Mm -hmm. three that even registered as being worth anything. I gave it $1.50 value, (laughs) and I gave no fives. So I gave two fours and two threes. The rest were twos and ones. And if fans are listening or if our guests from last week happen to be listening and you really want a challenge for yourself, 
go ahead and listen to what you thought ELO's worst album was, and then go listen Listen to this this album. And Austin, I do not want to hear you be like, oh, no, this is some good shit. (laughs) Fuck you. No, it is not. And I will I will not pretend that it is because I do not I do not wish you to listen to this. If you would ask me, do you yeah. recommend this album? There's a lot that I won't recommend. This is not one of Yeah, them. this is this is one of the worst things we've had to listen to, I think. I'm pretty sure even if you were in a club in the nineties when one more trial was big, if they played something else from this album, most people would have been like, Please turn this off. Playing one more try in a club. Yeah, I think it happened. <laughs> it sounds like a depressing ass club. It's not Pe- a bad song. I just people don't like think it's very slow good. dances, and you know, Can't the kind of club that would play this sort of music. Got it. Maybe it's really all this bad from that era, <laughs> and I just no, no, it's more. not. It's not. Uh, there's a lot of music like that that I enjoy from from that era. This just it seems like the dude was trying so hard to be like other people. Austin talking about ELO. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying so hard to be like other people and he was just not good. He was trying he was trying really really hard and he had no talent, no style to to back it up. And I I didn't even care to listen to the lyrics. Well, they stuck out to me as as bad. I will stand by one more try. Still think that's a great song. The rest of this, I don't ever want to hear again. And with that being said, are you ready to move on to our battle of the bands? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to do our top songs and then go straight to our winner. All right. So the first first week we covered Prince. My top song from Prince was The Beautiful Ones. The Beautiful Ones. Next artist we covered was Rush. My top song was Red Barchetta. It's Middletown Dreams and Y'all Can Kiss My Ass. That's a great song. All right. Next artist we covered was Lana Del Rey. Top song being Mariner's Apartment Complex. Lust for Life. Well, I thought it was interesting that we both chose those later albums because we both loved her first one so much. The problem is it's all really catchy. Mm -hmm. It is. But the thing that stands out to me from that early album is Million Dollar Man. And that's not something I want to listen to all the time. Mm -hmm. Lust for Life I could listen to anytime. And that's the one with The weekend. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird, by the way. We haven't covered the weekend yet, so we probably shouldn't I'm, talk about it. But I'm uh, so yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about it. But I, I, I don't, cannot wait for that to happen. I don't care much for when she shows up in his songs, but I like him showing up, up in, in hers. hers. <laughs> Next artist we covered was Limp Biscuit. My top song by them was Hold. Full Nelson. Are I'm you, an angry person inside. Say, what are can you I say? Expecting to, me to comment on that? Nope. Next artist was The Beatles. My top song was Dear Prudence. You ready for this? What do you think it is? Rocky Raccoon. No. What would you have thought it was before we started? Oh, um, Eleanor Rigby. That's what I would have thought too. What is it? Helter Skelter. Okay. That's that's fair. That's a good one. I'm I'm listening. Is that your new favorite Beatles song now? At this point, yes. Huh. Look at that. Uh, Next artist we covered was Third Eye Blind. My top song is Deep Inside of You. Yeah. The background. I got a look from Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Next artist we covered was Blondie. My top song was Rip Her to Shreds. Union City Blue. Next artist was The Clash. My top song was London Calling. Okay. I was genuinely curious about that one. Dude, it's always London Calling. Okay. Mine's Ghetto Defendant. That song is undervalued. White Riot was also a contender. Yeah. Yeah, it, that one's good. The Just one that, sheer pandemonium. 
I may have mentioned this during their episode. The one that I keep listening to that I always thought I didn't like is Rock the Casbah. Yeah. That was on one of their that was on their later album. Yeah, it's on the same one as Ghetto Defendant. And Ghetto Defendant, it takes a little time to get going. I just I can't stop listening to that fucking song. Ghetto Defendant. It makes me want to go listen to uh there's a song by Wyclef Jean. He's been coming up a lot here lately in our discussion too. Well yeah, it's a the eclectic CD is very eclectic, but uh it's on that album. It's called Diallo Diallo. Hmm. Very Bob Marley vibes. But I like this one because it reminds me of uh, Sublime. Yeah. Did a lot of like reggae uh, in their yeah. stuff. And well, that, that we, blends so beautifully with punk that I just... We found out listening to The Clash was they tried a lot of different sounds and reggae being one of them, especially in those later mm-hmm. uh, albums. But moving on to the next artist that we covered was Reba McIntyre, my top song. Although it is a cover, it's fancy. I know how he feels. I Yeah, and I knew that would be yours. Uh, next artist covered was Ingrid Michaelson. Top song, Freak Show. End of the world. Next artist was Heart. Top song was Magic Man. Bad animals, baby. Bad animals. Y'all need to get on, on my level. That CD was so fucking good. I'm so, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised that you would lean more towards the album that was one of my least favorites. I was more also more surprised by Joseph this past season that the newest album that I chose he was really into. Yeah. So that was a little that was refreshing. No comment on that I one. I know. I know. Moving on to Flaw. Top song by Flaw for me was Best I Am. What I have to do. Moving on to Chevelle. My top song was Vitamin R. Breach Birth. You just triggered your wife. I probably and did. And all the pregnant women right probably now. did. <laughs> That's a damn good song, though. Next artist was Maroon 5. My top song was Sunday Morning. She Will Be Loved, both from that first album. <laughs> yeah, which was not your favorite. Nope. Songs about Jane, Again, right? I still think I like their new sound. Mm-hmm. But what they were doing originally, there was something to it. It made it unique. Moving on to Sturgill Simpson. My top song by Sturgill was Sing Along. All Around You. By the way, we have introduced... Sturgill to to Toby to Buskis. I saw that he loves him. I saw uh, Toby Friday night, and all he wanted to do was talk about Sturgill. He listened to all the albums. Good. I was not expecting that at all. Spoiler for anyone listening: Yeah, if you go to listen to Sturgill, it's about a ninety nine percent chance you're going to be a fan. Yeah, you so. will definitely find something that you enjoy. His favorite album was the that first one, the um, High, High Top, Top Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He said, uh, I'm in the middle of cutting grass. I said, nah, you don't even got to listen to it. You've listened to it already. No, see, don't, don't undervalue it. Because if he likes High Top Mountain, then cutting grass should be right up there too. It sounds like he's leaning more toward the country yes. end of the spectrum. And that's where I fall as well, I think. He, I, love, I love this guy's uh, musical range, mm-hmm. but... I'm a country fan. I'm an old country fan. I know. He just, there's a, he told me that there's a lot of different things that he enjoys. I mean, he enjoys the horns from Sound and Fury and uh, the bluegrass from Metamodern and High Top Mountain. Did you go watch the anime film? I didn't watch the whole thing because I couldn't, I only found it in pieces. It's on Netflix, the entire thing. Oh, okay. Just look up Sturgill Simpson. Austin sent us the YouTube. Oh, okay. But- it wasn't in its entirety on YouTube. Right. 
So uh, I did get to see um, Sing Along with the robot driving in the car. And I shared it on our Facebook so that other people could see it because I thought it was really, really interesting and cool. I'm going to die on this hill. Still going to be my bottom album. I think it's going to remain there. That's fine. And uh, I wasn't... We don't need you. I wasn't wildly impressed by the anime, but I'm not a big anime person anyway, so... Okay, that's fine. Great artist. Moving on to <laughs> Moving the Moving on to our last artist covered was Electric Light Orchestra. Telephone Line was my top song. Another Heartbreaks, which is primarily an instrumental from the Time album mm. that everyone seemed to hate. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I liked Electric Light Orchestra more than I thought I was going to. And that, was, that was the only win that I took away from last. Well, as determined from heart with that Bad Animals album, I really like the 80s synth sound. I don't know. I really I really like it. It's probably because I grew up playing piano. Mm -hmm. I've played guitar. I learned to play guitar in my teens. I have a lot of respect for the piano. Mm -hmm. It's a little harder to pick up the complexities of synth when it's happening. Guitar is more straightforward and in your face. Yeah. But it's there. I don't know. It get it. It makes me feel like I'm floating in space or something. I I, I really appreciate the sound in another heartbreak. It's, it's a personal preference that I don't think you need to make excuses for. Okay. Okay. I appreciate you. All right. So next, we're gonna move on to our final round. Yep. Of who it came down to. Which, as we determined last time, we should probably go through your top four. Okay. Who were your top four artists that it came down to? Lana Del Rey. Same. Third Eye Blind. Same. Ingrid Michaelson. Reba. And Chevelle. Sturgill. Ah, okay. So who was your very final round? Who did it come down to? You ready for this? I'm ready. It was a battle of the husband and wife, Chevelle versus Third Eye Blind. Mine, mine was Third Eye Blind and Sturgill. Can I tell you that I felt like I was in a custody battle <laughs> during this, this battle of the vans? And apparently, I'm your daughter now because Third Eye Blind took it. Thank you for agreeing with me. Third Eye Blind was also my winner. And I should say that I had to prepare my spouse <laughs> for this week, but it's not a it's not a bad thing at all. The thing is, still going by fives. Mm -hmm. Third Eye Blind ran away with it. Mm -hmm. I really thought Sturgill was going to be right there, mm -hmm. but he was nine fives short, even with cutting grass. And I think most of that was just the fact that I didn't care too much for Sound and Fury. Mm-hmm. And his albums didn't have as many tracks as Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Same with Chevelle. Yeah. Chevelle was highly consistent. Third Eye Blind just, I set it up to be <laughs> a winning proposition. Yeah. We, and I'm glad they held. They did. And I I knew from the get-go that Third Eye Blind was going to be in there. I was surprised by Chevelle. Not to say that I didn't like it. I was just surprised that... Everybody was surprised that you liked Chevelle. <laughs> Except Wait. for Megan. Megan was not. She wasn't? I thought no. she was. After the Flaw week, I thought that um, you would struggle because I thought the vocals in Flaw and mm -hmm. Flaw's music, I thought they were really going to catch you because there's a lot more- The vocals did. Smooth singing and the music did doesn't feel too, too different from Chevelle for me. So I thought you would think better of Flaw than you did of Chevelle, but I didn't account for Chevelle's consistency. Yeah. And to me, their musical stylings- uh, was a better concept like it was it was they knew what they were about they did it they did it well but i like the vocals from both artists 
So I just, uh, that consistency from Chevelle, I mean. My wife won't hate you for not picking Chevelle as the winner, though. Tell me more about your winner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you want to hear all about it. Third Eye Blind, they, man, they surprised me with how much good that they have to offer that I ended up picking my top song from their Blue album. But there, when I was uh, painting cabinets this week, painting cabinet doors, all I did was play that first album and just let it play. I brought my iPad with me. I was going to plug it in and shuffle music on the way up here. But mm -hmm. I've got a Third Eye Blind MP3 CD mm -hmm. in the deck. And I just listened to that instead all the way here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this uh, Battle of the Bands, it was, to me, this Battle of the Bands was much tougher than last Battle of the Bands, especially yeah. like we started it off with Prince versus Rush. I mean, come the fuck on it with took that. Me, it took me a minute to realize why, too, because I agree. Uh, this was a very tough eight weeks that we went through, you know, these 16 artists. But the thing is, we had more guests on. Yes, we did. And we had more recommendations in our jar from artists that people knew they loved. Yeah. So I think both of those contributing factors made it much tougher than just randomly drawing from like a thousand musicians mm -hmm. to see who we get. Yeah. What were the stats for, what was your average for Third Eye Blind? 4.2. Mine was a 4.8. How many fives? 32. 58. Yeah. Purchase value. Did you even? $43. Okay. Mine was 61.50. What I like about this though, is when I look back over our top tracks or my top tracks anyway, about half of this, I didn't really know before. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. This, uh, this battle of the bands, it's, it's definitely, uh, sparked some, um, intrigue into artists that I knew, but I didn't know a whole lot of, Chevelle and Third Eye Blind being one of them. Sturgill, an artist that I didn't even know. Flaw, I had known about, hadn't really listened to any of their music. So there's been a lot of self-discovery during this uh, season. Well, speaking of the self-discovery, let's uh, talk a little more in depth about not just our winner, but let's go over our best and worst artists. What was your top average for my, this season. My top average was Third Eye Blind at a 4.2. Mine was Chevelle at a 4.89. I don't know who's going to beat that, but good luck to you. <laughs> what was your bottom average? The Clash with a 3.1. Mine was Blondie with a 3.97. What? Which artist had the top amount of fives for you? Third Eye Blind with 32. Third Eye Blind with 58. Uh, what about the least amount of fives? Flaw with six. Six. Damn. Mm -hmm. Mine was Blondie with 15. What was your top purchase value? Third Eye Blind with $43. Yeah, Third Eye Blind, $61.50. Out of $67, by the way, mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of wiggle room yeah. in the greatness of that we, artist. We get it. You love Third Eye Blind. Yes. What about your bottom purchase value? You ready for this? Rush with $16.25. They also, one of their albums only had four tracks. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't provide a whole lot of music. So, I mean, just... When I was sorting in Excel, mm -hmm. the spreadsheet was accounting for winners and losers, and I had to take that away so that I could see the actual yeah. values. And yeah, it was Rush. But again, that's only because they didn't ha They only had 33 songs, I think, that we covered in total. Yeah, the albums were short, and then one was extremely short. So, I mean... And out of that $33, I still gave $29 worth of value in that music. Yeah. Great artist. It just didn't have a lot of songs, and I yeah. think that's why they're here for us. All right, second chance bracket. Mm -hmm. These are our top losers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So who lost that probably shouldn't have? 
what was your top purchase value artist among the losers? The Beatles. Mine was Limp Biscuit. What about fives? The Beatles. Mine was a tie between Limp Biscuit and Ingrid Michaelson. Average? Chevelle. Mine was Ingrid Michaelson. And with two out of three going to the Beatles, my second chance winner was the Beatles with an average of 3.6. They had 28 fives and their price value was $42. I had to choose because I had competing artists mm -hmm. in this bracket. So it was between Limp Biscuit and Ingrid Michaelson. I went with Ingrid because she had a much higher average, mm -hmm. so much more consistent than Biscuit was. Mm -hmm. And uh, average of 4.49, she had 35 fives and a $46 purchase value. Really great. She just had a hard week. You went up against Reba. What mm -hmm. can I say? Yeah. So moving on to top and bottom albums, did you have anything for highest average or perfect rating? Or Well, you know I didn't have anything for perfect ratings, but I did have the highest average album, Purple Rain by Prince. Fuck Computer Blue to an extent. Lisa and What's-Her-Face, that's their song. So many good songs on that album. It was at a 4.7. What about you? Let, let me hear your <laughs> perfect ratings. Yeah, so I had nine perfect ratings. Which beat the three from the first season. Yes. You gave tons to Third Eye Blind and Reba. No, I gave tons to Reba. Sturgill had two. So let's go over this. Okay. Uh, Chevelle's North Corridor album, perfect rating. All these are perfect ratings. Bow, 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 bow. Flaws, Endangered Species. Bow, 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 bow. Ingrid Michaelson's Stranger Songs. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, time. you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> Reba McIntyre with For My Broken Heart, the Read My Mind album, and the Rumor Has It album. Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth and Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music, and then Third Eye Blind's self-titled album. There could have been a lot more from Third Eye Blind and from Chevelle. Both of those artists had a habit of throwing in something that was just one little track that had a four. Yeah. Anyway. It's my Purple Rain. It would have been a perfect... It would have been a perfect album had it been for Computer Blue, and I think I gave Computer Blue a three. Close doesn't count, I know. Though. Close doesn't count. <laughs> what was your highest purchase value? Limp Biscuits results may vary. Mine was Sturgill's Cutting Grass. I don't know who's going to beat that, by the way. I know. $17.75 means the album that beats them has to have at least 18 tracks, and they all have to be fives. Yeah. Most fives. Third Eye Blind, self-titled album. Sturgill's Cutting Grass. What I, give, I give nine fives to that uh, Third Eye Blind album. Mine was 16. I'm just You gave it a perfect rating though. It was the first album, right? No, Cutting Grass was the very last one. It's the bluegrass album. Oh no, I album. thought you were talking about Third Eye Blind. Because I was gonna say, didn't you give one of Third Eye Blinds? Was they're, it their self-titled? They're self-titled. And do you know how many tracks were on there off the top of your head? Fourteen. Oh, okay. Fourteen amazing, amazing songs. <laughs> I actually didn't get out of the car when I got here. Because you wanted to listen to it a little bit. I wanted bit to finish listening to the song that was playing from that album. Get get the day started on a on a good note. I listened to Screamer most of the way here. The way it plays, it played right into the self-titled. So, If it makes you feel better, I went to Hobby Lobby in Burleson because I met a blue sister halfway. I wish it would have just stopped right there. I went to it, Hobby Lobby in Burleson? Yeah, if it makes you feel better, I went to Hobby Lobby. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I played nothing but Third Eye Blind the entire way there. So It's a good group. That's It's not very often that I literally just turn on one artist. I'm, I'm very big into playlists and... Having either all my music shuffling or having pre-made playlists about, you know, how I feel because yeah. I feel a lot of feelings. Uh, but nope, it was Third Eye Blind the whole way there. 
If you can do that, that that means something good. What was your bottom album? Divided We Fall by Flaw. I gave it zero fives. It had a a dollar fifty cent price value, and its average was two point seven. Sorry, Joseph. Well, while we're on the Joseph train, this mine... is our public apology to Joseph. No, I. I love Joseph's taste in music, and again, he shows me more new music than most people, right? But my bottom album was Hearts Beautiful Broken, mm-hmm. zero fives, 3.6 average, and I would have paid $4 for the $10 worth of value there. I, I want to tell you, um, so we were going through the artists that we've covered for Battle of the Bands. I was going through it with Buskis Toby, and we were talking about bands, and he goes, uh, what's, that, um, what's that one artist you covered, the, the knuckle artist? The knuckle artist. I told him that that Joseph has flaw tattooed on his knuckles, and it's forever referred to as the knuckle artist. So there you go, Joseph. Moving on to our questionnaire, whose win or loss surprised you the most? Russia's win over Prince. I say that just because I saw the number of tracks going into this and thought, I don't think Rush can do it, but they did it. And yep. I will agree that, you know, I was a little triggered by... um Rush's win over Prince. I'm sure we You still seem upset by we're it. We're well aware. But overall, I'm very surprised that Lana wasn't in my top two. Makes some sense. Yeah. Since I'm, that was your pick for the season, right? It was. It was my uh, my Battle of the Bands pick for season two from the end of season one. Um, I was surprised that Chevelle did as well as not saying that there's anything wrong with Chevelle. I just didn't pay attention to Chevelle before. Yeah. And now my ears are perked and I'm paying attention. (laughs) So which artists have you been listening to the most? The Clash. Really? Yeah. Okay. I could see Sturgill getting up there once I'm in the mood for more country. I I got kind of countryed out. Last season, and we had Reba this week, this season, and it's it's been ghetto defendant. Is that what it was? Yeah, but it's not just that song. Like I'm listening to the Clash. If you come in here with a mohawk and a pierced nose, like a pierced septum, I might have to hold an intervention. I have to stop being a thick boy before I can <laughs> do that sort of thing. <laughs> you? Mine was Lana Del Rey and Prince. Although here within, I mean, I've listened to them pretty consistently. Boo this lady. Boo. Shut up. No, I'm kidding. Here within the past week or so, it's been more Third Eye Blind. And I think it's because I realized that they're my top. But I was already listening to a lot of Lana and Prince anyway. Yeah. So did you genuinely dislike any of these artists? If so, which? Blondie required the most digging, but no. I did not dislike anything we listened to as a whole. Okay. I thought all the artists had pretty redeemable qualities. You? I said no. I didn't dislike any artist, but the artist that I have listened the least to since then has been Flaw, Lint Biscuit, and The Clash. There's a lot to unfold with those artists. I mean, again, I don't think that they're bad, and I wouldn't even... It's not a Timmy T situation. That's all I'm going to say. I think the thing with you is the the type of music doesn't fit your personality. You seem real upset by things sometimes. I think when you get angry, you're only angry for maybe 30 minutes or so, and then it just kind of goes away. You just have to let it go. And I'm still over here holding on to shit from happened when I was like five years old, you know, (laughs) still. I think that was a compliment. 
It was a compliment. Okay. I'm, I'm, I think that was a compliment. It's just why I think that a lot of uh, heavy or angry rock metal type stuff doesn't land in your category. And punk specifically. Which is funny because I went through one of those phases. I think you want it to be more fun. Okay. Not so serious. And... Yeah. Although Chevelle's lyrics were very angry and I apparently really like that too. I I think it's fair that you say, you know, I don't want to be angry for too long and getting a little personal. Um, I don't think I can be very angry for too long. I, I'm a... I'm a naturally pretty peppy person. I do get very pissed off and very emotional sometimes. But the sad thing is a lot of the time we're in a society that you can't necessarily uh, be well liked if you're an angry woman. And uh, I'm sorry, that's a load of shit because women will get angry. Like, don't fucking tell me to smile. You'd look so much better if you smile. I hate that shit. Don't. I just want to go ahead and say that I was told that a lot when I worked for a company that was 89% female. They told you that? Yeah. That's stupid. Don't tell anybody that. How about yeah. that? If you don't take anything away from this battle of the bands, don't don't tell anybody to smile. I do think there's a lot of merit in obviously saying that there are a lot of areas in society where women are not treated equally. So if I'm going to say something, I'm going to say that. I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to equivocate or men have it just as bad or any of no, that. No, you know, no, there, no, no. There are things. No, I don't. I don't think that at all. I just. I think you're. You're right in saying that. I. I'm naturally like an upbeat, look at the glass half full sort of person. But I do have my moments where I break down. But you're right. It's usually never for long because I have to push past most of that and I have to move on because I can't stay stuck there. Yeah. Because I will get stuck there. And I won't. That's part of why I like listening to some of that angry or super sad stuff is because I can go to a place where I get the relief mm -hmm. for these things that my mind still clings to for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I don't walk around holding grudges or thinking negatively of people. Yeah, don't, you know. don't do that, guys. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do anything that... Have, have a constructive outlet where you can let some of that stuff go and move on at least for a little while. Don't don't put yourself in a place where you're going to get stuck and you only see the worst in people and things. And Yeah. Get up, ignore yesterday, and it's, move on and love your life. And it is perfectly healthy and okay to not be okay. What's the next question? The next question <laughs> is what did you learn from this battle of the bands? That my perfect ratings are not as rare as I thought they were. <laughs> oh, I feel like you've made some sort of self-discovery. I don't know what it is. I know when I used to rate music on my own, I would get continually upset with myself because there'd be songs I wanted to listen to and I hadn't given them a five. And I realized I was being too restrictive so for, my, for my taste. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, I you've got you've got the five and the four playlist. Yeah. I just want the fives. I enjoy a lot. Yeah. I enjoy a lot of music aside from Timmy T. <laughs> uh, I enjoy a lot of music, but as I've said before, it takes a lot for me to give a five. But I don't think that the fact that I haven't given out a perfect rating yet, it's fair or justifies you not listening to a certain artist or a certain album. There are numerous wonderful albums out there that I enjoy on a daily basis, but I just, it takes a lot for me to give a perfect rating and that's fine. Once I became okay with the notion that I could have weak fives, yeah. I was okay. You know, I may not want to listen to it 
every time it comes up. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to go back through all of the fives and have like a brand new one through five rating scale at some point, but that would be a lot of listening and work, but that's that's like an ep- that's like a special within itself. Pick your top five from your fives playlist yeah. or whatever. Brainstorming. Yeah. By the way, we we do still update our playlist on Spotify. If you want to go listen yeah. to our fives, our mentions. Usually, when I listen to these uh, albums, as I'm listening to them, if I give a song a five, I immediately put it on. Yeah. My fives, because if not, I will freaking forget. Our lists are there if you want to hear mm-hmm. the songs that we've talked about. All awesome. sorts of stuff. What was your answer to this question? Oh, sorry. I said that I, the thing that I learned during this battle of the bands is that I liked a lot in all caps, a lot more than I have never heard before. That's never a bad thing. One of the things that strikes me and makes me happiest about doing this show right now is there are memes on the internet that consistently come up every few months. You'll see it talking about my hobbies include, you know, listening to the same songs or same albums I have since I was 16 or whatever. And we're not doing that. Yeah. We can't relate anymore. Mm -mm. And I've always felt like that, but it's nice to actually have forced someone else into (laughs) a position of being that. Yeah. To be fair, it was always sort of like that. I just, like, I was always willing to listen to new music, but I think my appreciation is the thing that has grown the most. Yeah. And, um... Listening to full albums. Yeah. Maybe not just a track here and there. Yeah, my attention span has, uh... Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Which artist have you picked for the next Battle of the Bands? And I'm going to let you answer first. The Temptations. Can you fucks with that? I can fucks with that. All right. What's your artist? I only made you go first because I had a backup in case we picked the same thing. Did you think you were going to pick? Did you? Okay. Never mind. Could could have been. There was was almost no chance in hell that this was ever going to happen. I'm not trying to have another equal third eye blind situation. And I'm taking the shackles off of myself. Nightwish. Okay. I don't think you know whether or not you can fucks with that. And that's very interesting to me. Yep. I've heard very little, and a lot of it has to do with you. I'm surprised you didn't pick Thrice. There are certain artists that I want to have the possibility of drawing Mm -hmm. in the event that we have certain people on, or maybe Mm -hmm. certain people will pick it as a guest pick. Nobody's going to pick Nightwish that I know of. So you're probably going to be introducing a lot of different people that actually take what we say to heart to a new artist. Yeah, so to one of my favorites. We could we could have a Sturgill situation all over again. Probably not. This is Believe in yourself, Shane. This is very specific taste artist. I don't think everyone's going to love a Finland Finnish symphonic operatic. I always okay, rock yeah. group. I would always put like And this is probably incorrect from an avid listener of both of these artists. I always would compare Within Temptation to Nightwish. Like it's that style of music. I think they're both considered symphonic rock. Okay. Especially in the beginning, that very first album Mm -hmm. from Within Temptation. Mm -hmm. Very Nightwish-esque. Okay. The difference is going to be opera vocals and technical complexity. I'm rambling about an artist we haven't covered yet. No, you're fine. Nightwish is coming up. I uh, could get into the temptations and why I chose them. I think you know why I chose them. I know them. why you chose them, because they're 
The fucking temptations. They're the fucking temptations. So, all right. We need to give more love in the current age to old ass music. Mm -hmm. Because you can attest to the fact that every now and then we get on kicks of just oldies. Oh, yeah. Classic Motown perfection. Why did your eye just twitch at me? Oh, no. I didn't mean mean to do it. I was thinking about all the different artists a lot of which they have like the like the drifters, the coasters, the the temptations, the shy lights, the This could go on forever. Yeah, I know. And a lot of them get lost in the shuffle. Temptations not so much because they had a pretty broad career with with their albums, which is one of the reasons why I chose them and I didn't choose a smaller uh I would say smaller, a lesser known band right. from that time. But I could have easily done it because there's so much good Motown music that came from that period of time that is just chef's kiss timeless. I will agree. So moving on to the second half of our list, the uh, sixth pick for me is a song called Liquor and Whores by Bubbles and the Shit Rockers featuring Alex Lifeson of Rush. That's their guitarist. Mm -hmm. I love watching Trailer Park Boys. Feels like I'm back home in the trailer park as an 18-year-old again, and every character reminds me of someone I know personally. This song makes me think of taking part in my first group songwriting experience, a song we lovingly titled The Shit Song. I'm willing to bet that someone out there still has the recording of it on tape, too. It was a song about being too lazy to get out of bed, so you just shit yourself. Then realize there are consequences to those actions. This even had Corey singing some very memorable backup vocals. What? There's a Corey track out there that I have not heard? Yeah, this isn't CMB. This was just a... Well, I know, but... A group of us fucking around. Trailer Park Boys. You you identify with them because you were an actual Trailer Park Boy. I was. Actually, um, it's Julian that I associate myself mm-hmm. with. Walking around with the little whiskey glass that's always full, trying to make something of himself. I was going to say, you think you're like the, the highest class of the Trailer Park yes. Boys. Yes. I'm, I'm not high class, but I'm high class white trash. That's for high sure. High class. Nice. That's going on a t-shirt. I'm high class white trash. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, until the shit song is listenable on Spotify, you'll have to settle for liquor and whores. What's your sixth pick? It's the Legend of Zelda rap by Smosh. Up until I played the Bioshock games, Legend of Zelda's Ocarina of Time was my favorite video game was my shit and this rap although very very stupid is full of legend of zelda references especially from ocarina of time it's got a pretty decent beat uh blue would argue that the song isn't good only because of ian's vocals throughout (laughs) it um it's a lot of yell rapping but that's not the reason why i love it so yeah Legend of The Legend of Zelda rap by Smosh. It is available on Spotify. Dixon Cider was also a contender. That and Fanny Pack. But um, yeah, they don't make music anymore. They're not the double pairing anymore, which is fine. I, I still watch. <laughs> I still watch some Smosh stuff. But this is like peak Smosh for me at this time. It hits a uh, hits close to my fandom heart. That's one of those things I feel like I should know, but I don't. Every time you say Smosh, I'm like, okay, I've heard it. I've heard that word said before, but I don't know why. You, it's a lot. It it was really, really stupid sketch comedy for a long time. Now it's, they're owned by um, Rhett and Link now. They went into bankruptcy and Rhett and Link got them out of bankruptcy by buying them. So they are now like a sub company of 
They're all under the mythical company that Rhett and Link have. So Smosh is their own entity, but they're allowing them creative control. So they still do stuff. They do sketch comedy. They started like a a Twitch gaming streaming channel now. So they they do a lot of a lot of stuff, but I I don't think it'd be for you. Okay. If I'm being honest, but this song might be. You'd okay. catch the references. So. I'll give it a shot. They also do an Assassin's Creed song. Actually, three different songs. But anyway. You are geeking. I am. Moving on to your next pick. No surprise for you here. Seven for me is Are You Ready for the Sex Girls by Gleaming Spires. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always liked Revenge of the Nerds as well as its soundtrack. But this one didn't catch my attention appropriately until I got a shout out at a bar one night by my friend, the DJ, who said he realized too late in life that we should have started all our parties by playing this song. And I have to agree that it's fitting. Another good song. If there was ever a troll theme for my life, are you ready for the sex girls? That, um... That's the party at the Lambda house in that movie, right? When that's being played. Yeah. Also, the song at the end is a banger. I took the dance from that where they're all getting... No, not the very end. The one. No, I know, but it's stuck in my head now. They're partying with the Omega Moos. I took that dance and I put Chili Peppers' fat dance over the top of it. What dance? It's on YouTube. What dance at the... Where they're dancing. They have a dance in Revenge of the Nerds. Like an actual... No, I know that, but I'm just thinking about... Um, slow dancing and uh, booger grabbing that one chick's ass. Yeah, and, that's oh, what okay. I'm talking about. Okay. Like it is a dance. They get together to dance, right? Which speaking of Shane, for those of you that know Revenge of the Nerds, this brilliant fucker showed up to my 80s party dressed up as booger <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds. I've wondered where you were going with that. It was Great. Your wife won best costume though. She was Kelly McGillis from uh, Top Gun. She looked just like her. She did so good. That was a good party. And my brother walking around with a bagel in his pants. Didn't you have us lip syncing individually during that party? That did not go over well. I should have thought that through. The whole Pac-Man tournament that we played. Some of it was funny. I mean, it was, but I could tell that I was pushing people to kind of do things that they didn't want to do. And I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to be that host, but I feel like I'm that host all the time. Especially, um... What was it? My Tim Burton Halloween party. Yeah, I made that big elaborate scavenger hunt and you're just you're drinking in the corner and you're like, I'm not I'm going to sit this one out. Well, remember that? You remember that? I do remember it. You and had I, company. I don't, I don't think I was against it. It's uh, it's a lot of physical activity. Sometimes I just don't want to do shit. That's fine. And that's I think when we throw parties, we always try to make it optional. We've, mm-hmm. we've tried the mandatory involvement and well, we've given uh, we give out pri- we give out rewards for people participating. You just knew that you weren't going to get a prize, which yeah. I don't think you you minded. And you weren't the only one that decided that you were going to sit this one out. I've seen blue sideline at ours, too, and straight up tell me, yeah, I'm not doing shit. She's going to take something home anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's funny because I think your wife was running around actually participating. You're just sitting there with your with your drink in the corner and you're just like, yeah, I'm good. You have baby, you have a good time. Go have fun. I don't remember what was going on, man. Sometimes you'll catch me in a mood, though. Oh, dude, Can't I'm say not, I'm always in a I'm not a worried good about mood. it. You gave a it gave other people that don't normally win things the opportunity to win something. And they yeah. did. So I think it meant more to them winning at that party. So no, sh- no, no tea, no, no, what is it? No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, man. That's a new one. I've never heard that. Oh. What's your next pick? My next pick is Three Way by Lonely Island. I could have easily chosen any Lonely Island song, 
Uh, Mother Lover was a contender. Obviously, Dick in a Box. I just had sex. But uh, one of their newer... Any any sexual song then, specifically. Any, Surprised uh, you didn't just throw I Fucked My Aunt out there. <laughs> Saxman. <laughs> I, I could have totally picked I Fucked My Aunt. <laughs> Saxman was up there. Boombox, you had mentioned earlier in the season that... I love Saxman so yeah, much. <laughs> so good. Anything, in my opinion, that Jack Black touches is great. But it's three-way because this is one of their newer songs that features... Um, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, and it's and it's literally Justin Timberlake, Andy Samberg, and Lady Gaga, and they're just singing about having a three-way. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have you to thank for my appreciation for Lonely Island, because when you used to make me CDs for my birthday or whatever holiday you were giving me a gift for, uh, my first Lonely Island CD was a mix CD that you gave me from the first from their first two albums. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody at Milford ISD has you to appreciate when I would roll up in my Yukon with the windows down blaring. I just had sex. Yeah. If you ever visit some small town family and you don't understand why they're playing some wild shit that you didn't think they would know, it's probably because some goober like me is in their life just tossing mixed CDs at them like they're Pez. Yeah, that's how... <laughs> anyway. uh, that's how he showed his affection. We're we're in our tiny little corner of a, a podunk town. He's just like, here you go. See you next year when I have another one. Shit. <laughs> I like I only saw you once a year. That's true. What's your next pick? Next for me, number eight, is Can't Fuck You Off My Mind by Wheeler Walker Jr. This song's funny to me mostly because you just know there's some idiot out there who's trying to sleep with every name dropped on this song so that he can tell people it's his song, bruh his song. I can't laugh too much though because I uh, I used to say it was my life's mission to sleep with every Zodiac sign. Yeah, you did. Yep. Who who were the ones you were missing? Just like in the Taurus girl. Really? Yep. And even though I don't buy into astrology, I suspect that will continue to be on my life list when the wife decides she's had enough of my stupidity. You gonna get a, cor- a chorus girl. <laughs> a Taurus girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you talk a lot of shit about my uh, Lonely Island selections, but almost all of your selections for the comedy songs have been sexual. Oh, yeah. It's okay. purposeful. Okay. Just just making sure. Uh, my next pick is Show Me Your Genitals by John LaJoey. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree with this yes. pick. Yes. Uh, this was my first song that I heard from him. Um, this was like, I think I heard it on YouTube back when YouTube was still new. Like it's it's old. He's he's since created "Show Me Your Genitals" too, or e, e, "EMC Squared Vagina." You know, he has a lot of different ones. Stay but, at home, dad. But this one, high as fuck. This one is the first one that I heard, and holy shit, it's worth it. Look uh, it up on YouTube. I will it also out. throw a video that I created to this song on our mentions playlist. Mm-hmm. It uses the, the uh, "How to Masturbate" video oh, as its backing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the dude breaking beans and eggs and yeah. literally slapping meat. Oh, yeah. What is that guy? <laughs> uh, oh, I think I the channel's How To. Oh, yeah. Something How'd... like that. Yeah. What's your next pick? Next one for me is We Ran Out of CD Space by Psycho Stick. 
I still remember the first time I heard this song, where most people simply chuckle their way to the punchline ending. I felt the light bulb in my head going off as the question seemed to truly beg for answers. If you don't know, the song is full of ridiculous, you're high in the middle of the night, ask those sorts of questions. Yeah. The song starts off asking, what if the world was made of glazed donuts? And it just- Oh, uh, okay, okay. I think I know this song. It spirals from there. It's ridiculous. But it took some time. Eventually, the track drove me to create a journal full of ridiculous questions. I wound up calling it a nonsense adventure. And every time I hear this song, I'm reminded that life never has to stop being fun. Continue being childish if it makes you happy. Live inside your own playful heart. Yeah. Yeah. My next pick, I'm sure Shane will love me for this one, is Freaky Friday by Little Dicky. A runner-up. So you know that if karma is real, which it's not, but if it's real, mm-hmm. that we're going to have and survive someday the worst strokes imaginable. What if it happens <laughs> on the show simultaneously? That's how we go out. I had a seizure that was recorded on a phone line once. Okay, so... And they played it for me when I finally was well enough to come back to work. Now listen to how this went down. Can we not? I thought about this the other day because um, my sister was talking about how she can't have caffeine because of certain medications. And you can't because of your epilepsy medicine. It's my trigger. And... um, I hate my life, y'all. I know. I always Caffeine was my favorite fucking thing. And I, when you come over, like we have a get together or something, I usually always try to buy uncaffeinated things. Like I have decaf coffee in there for you and just in case you feel like having a cup of coffee, which sometimes you do. Yep. But we were talking about it and I got to thinking, I was like, oh my God, I, which I know you haven't had one in a very long time, but I'm like, what if Shane has a seizure when we're recording? I need to like take a class because <laughs> I'm going to be like, I've like got to save your life. Maybe. So... I thought about it and I was just like, oh my God, I could be responsible for for saving his life. Although I could stroke out. So maybe you might want to take a class. Yeah, you'll get so worked up, you'll have the actual stroke. <laughs> you'll be over there seizing and I'll be stroking. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back to do the show again. <laughs> it will be a winner. Um, yeah, it's Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky featuring... Chris Brown, that's my next pick. There's also a video, which a lot of Lil Dicky stuff has videos. I love Lil Dicky and I love his funny shit. He also has a show on Hulu. It's called Dave. It is also good. And I think you would like it if you had haven't seen it. Um, he knows what he is. He knows what he's about. And he's not afraid to make fun of himself on a daily basis. You need to make a shirt that just says, I love Lil Dick. And in the background, like faded out is gray or something. It's just a giant E. That way you don't know. Yeah. My last here is Rub by Peaches. I mentioned this before, but I think people missed the memo. Most people. Probably because I'm always sending memos. Anyway, our cousin Toby and his wife Heather recently visited. We wound up on YouTube at some point looking at ridiculous videos when it hit me. I hadn't even made the missus watch the wildest music video I've ever seen. The Rub video by Peaches. If you're planning to watch this for the first time with loved ones around, be prepared for looks of disbelief shot your way when the video ends. And disappointment. And disappointment? Disbelief and disappointment. Okay. I'm sure there are relatives. If You know what? Our grandmother, if we played Rub in front of her, even the music video. So you've seen the video. I believe you showed it to me. Okay. I definitely heard the song. I recommend following it up with the Light in Places video, also by Peaches. This should help get everyone laughing again and walk you all back down to earth. Lastly, please don't hate me too much for bringing this stuff into your world. 
all the music's at least enjoyable. Not like I'm telling you to go listen to On the Floor by Ice JJ Fish, Cute. which was kind of my way of telling you to go listen to On the Floor by Ice JJ Fish. Can we talk about, you posted that on your personal Facebook. I know my mom's going to hear this episode. Mom, why? <laughs> why did you, why do you encourage him? She liked it. I saw uh, what prompted it is I had heard this years ago, but I saw some page on Facebook posted, okay, we came up with the ultimate battle. It's Fish versus Yatiet, the guy who does numbers uh-huh. on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I immediately thought, that's not the greatest battle of all time because Yatiet's at least understandable. You know, I like listening to numbers, but nice, JJ Fish. yeah, I, I can't do it. It's like, uh, and I hate to walk back what I said about... Your dad's most hated artist. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. But it's like Tiny Tim, even more annoying, trying to do trap music. Okay. Yeah. It's so horrible. And he does not stop once he starts until the last second of the song. He just goes and goes and goes. And it's not William Hung. It's purposely bad. And you know that because you can go watch the video and the girl in the video is way too pretty yes. to have agreed to do it. Yes. Knowing my mom enjoyed the Ice J.J. Fish song makes me question a lot of her taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm going to say something that might be controversial, especially to my dad. I would rather listen to Tiny Tim than Timmy T. No? It depends on the song. Okay. Really? If it's Great Balls of Fire, no. That's terrible. If you threw up like a One More Try versus Tiptoe Through the Tulips, I'd go I with know, One More you, Try. I'd go with One More Try. I think I'd go with One More Try at that point. But I think uh, SpongeBob has done Tiny Tim a great deal of justice because they use a lot of his songs in the show. Yeah. Anyway, we're, get, we're getting off topic. What's your last pick? My last pick is Lunch Lady Land by Adam Sandler. I went through a period of time where this was my favorite comedy song of all time it's still a good one i love it adam sandler has a lot of great stuff to offer um my favorite adam sandler song period is probably the i want to grow old with you but i couldn't put it on this list for the sake of it's not a comedy song it's not meant to be a comedy song it was for a movie and it's more of like a heartfelt song like an actual song yeah somebody kill me from the Wedding Singer was also a contender, but I think for the sake of like his comedy albums, which Lunch Lady Land ended up on a com a comedy album, even though it was created when he was on SNL mm-hmm. and was performed on SNL. Um, it's just it's a good nonsense song, and I cannot listen to that song without seeing Chris Farley's wonderful portrayal of Lunch Lady. Yeah, which is sure to bring a. Uh, a smile to your face. I hate that Adam Sandler is slept on these days. I know he continues to release content that is pretty similar to what he's always done. Mm-hmm. And his shtick hasn't changed too much. Mm-hmm. But undervaluing it feels like undervaluing Jim Carrey to me for some reason. It's just Jim Carrey didn't do anywhere near as much yeah. in that realm. And he kind of went a more serious direction in places. But the What the Hell Happened to Me album, I used to love. And he even recently had a, a song go pretty viral from, I think, one of his stand-ups on Netflix. I say that Phone Wallet Keys I was going to say, for those of you that need a reminder that Adam Sandler still has a lot to offer and is still a uh, decent artist, listen and watch his uh, stand-up his newest newest stand-up on Netflix. He has Phone Wallet Keys, which is decent. And um, if you want to see him get back to his roots, 
playing the acoustic guitar and having those slower songs like um, the Thanksgiving song, Hanukkah song, whatever. He does a tribute to Chris Farley. Uh, yeah, I cried. Of course you did. It is a good song. <laughs> anyway, that does it for my list. Yes. We're is... almost all wrapped up for the season. Yes, all we, we have left is where we're kicking off in next season. Yes. Uh, for those who missed the memo, we will be doing this every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we will do more than that mm-hmm. in between, more different types of content. Which the newest uh, episode, we are going to be taking a small break because we're human and we would like to enjoy a little time with our families during this time. Thanksgiving. We... Yes. Hello. Thanksgiving. We will be back December 8th and we will have someone joining us. Who's that? It is my sister, my one and only sister, Alyssa. Who we've already determined that I love. Yeah, that you love more than me. We get it. (laughs) We know. She will be our first guest. She has gotten to pick her artist that she would like to cover. And she is going to cover Post Malone. Posty. So. Austin Post. Is that his name? Do believe so. Okay. Which Austin Post Posty is from our neck of the woods. He's a Texas boy, and I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about him. I like a lot of what I've heard, so I think I'm going to really enjoy what's going to be covered next. Uh, Keep an eye out on social media for a list of those albums that we're going to be covering. I was slightly surprised. I think it was the end of last year. Spotify rolled out their whole top songs, top artist of the year sort of thing. Your most listened to rap artist, which apparently mine's Kanye. My most listened to artist from last year was Post Malone. Well, I listed him as my uh, songs that I would blissfully drive off of bridge slash cliff to. Yes, you did. I did. It's a good song. Poor Young Thug. I know. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I will add that we are going to cover if there are five albums by the other artists we're going to cover five yes because you go by average anyway and i can just extrapolate the numbers up for post malone so. extrapolate yes so with a that cont- a continuation of the current trends extrapolation okay shut the fuck up let's just draw the next artist i, keep, I felt bad this week i felt like you did the, i felt like the universe was coming at me because I was scrolling and uh, I saw a thing I hadn't seen in years. It said, never make fun of someone if they mispr- mispronounce a word because it means they learned it while reading. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. At least I know how to read. Get out of here. All right. So we're going to be drawing one more artist. And I'm going to do it. Yes, you're going to do it. Uh, to go up against Post Malone. Shaking it forcefully so there's no yeah, I, cheating. You can. I, I see you shaking it forcefully. Wide eyes over there. All right, let's hope it's somebody good. First artist into season three. Who's it going to be? This was another recommendation from Sandra. That's my aunt. Okay. Who I love very much. Do you love her a little less now? No. Okay. No, I don't. It's Johnny Cash. Up against Post Malone. Against Post Malone. Fun. Hope you're ready. I'll let you do the honors, actually. You're going to let me pick the Cash albums? Sure. Okay. You got this look like... That's so he can blame me later down. I've come to the conclusion that that's the only reason why you let me do anything involving this show. No, 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 no. (laughs) Most of the time when I say you can pick the albums, it's because I'm not too familiar. Which I love that you let me pick the albums and then you ask me at the end of the week, why did you pick these albums? Well, I'm always always curious. I don't know if you just go and you pull from a, these are the best lists or these are the best albums to listen to or if you have some personal thing or if it's just random. How about... Don't question my choices. I want to know, though. Okay. That's the problem. I like knowing. I'm not judging you. I'm just curious. 
Well, you're going to have to wait to find out until next season. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. So that's a wrap on season two, and that's going to do it for this week. Come find us online and let us know what you want to hear next because it's what you choose to share that ultimately makes your melody unforgettable. You can email us at rated underscore radio at yahoo.com. And with that, we're gone again until next time. Fill your life with music. Thank you.